This is not a day like any other. It's the birthday of my big brother. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and I am the worst. I am the actual worst. Why? What have I done that's so foolish, so thoughtless, so mind-bogglingly wild that I would brand myself unworthy of venturing out into proper society? Well... It was my birthday a couple of weeks ago. As you know, if you listen to this show, it was my birthday. And I knew it was my birthday. I tracked it on the calendar. I keep myself abreast of the trends of the day. And I was aware, I was fully aware that my birthday was coming up. I don't, I don't look forward to my birthday with the same giddy anticipation that I did when I was turning like nine. But it's still a nice day. People leave nice messages on Facebook. I get a tasty treat perhaps, maybe a couple of gifts from my family, maybe. The point being, I know when my birthday is and I look forward to it. I also know roughly which books I still need to cover on this show. I know the books and I know which books I have easy access to. Got all that? So I knew my birthday was approaching. I knew that I had a specific book to cover and I knew that I owned this book. Which book? The Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy, uh, the final Cub Club book. Look, Ma, I'm reading, and what could be more perfect than to finally cover the Birthday Boy on my birthday, the fifth birthday I've celebrated with this show, and also close out the long-running Cub Club series at the same time. It would be incredible. It would be poetic. It would be something I completely didn't think of at all. Instead, I covered a very good chapter book with a very good friend and played a very good board game with my very good family. Two very good things. But neither of them were poetic. Neither of them were the closing of an era. So I saw that I bungled this and I thought, should I wait another year? Then I thought, will I still be doing this in another year then i thought what if the birthday boy becomes another lost book a casualty of time like the new neighbors can this show support two lost books can we fit two lost books into the mythology of deep in bear country no and no and god no i needed to do the birthday boy regardless of appropriateness or time of year or my listeners capacity to tolerate me so boils and ghouls I present to you in honor of my fifth year doing this show, my 44th year on this planet, and the last of the Cub Club books, 1994's The Berenstain Bears and The Birthday Boy. <laughs> now, what's fascinating about The Birthday Boy is that it serves as a de facto lead-in to 1995's The Berenstain Bears and the Green-Eyed Monster. Seriously, the end of this book is almost the beginning of that book. However, let's not forget that 1995's The Green-Eyed Monster is a rewrite of 1992's The Berenstain Bears Get Jealous, which is also a Cub Club book. So this, The Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy, is more a prequel to that, The Berenstain Bears Get Jealous. 
However, the events of the Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy conform more to the events of the Berenstain Bears and the Green-Eyed Monster. So I don't know. Did one influence the other or did the other influence the one? Time is a wheel. Regardless, it fits together so well that the PBS series actually adapted the Birthday Boy and the Green-Eyed Monster into a single two-part episode of that show. Wheels within wheels. But I'll discuss that elsewhere. So the Birthday Boy, the Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy. 1994 is the Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boys. Cup Club book look ma I'm reading. Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy is an interesting book. Because it's about brother, but it's narrated by sister, and it deals more with their sibling relationship than with Brother Bear getting older or Brother Bear's birthday. It does it does deal with the birthday. It deals with the party, but it's it's that's like a backdrop to what the real theme of this book is. Much of the book is spent with sister detailing the ins and outs of being sister to brother's brother. We also get some insight into their sibling relationship that we have never been privy to before. Uh, Certain elements of how they interact with each other in regards to each other and in regards to mama and papa that have kind of been brushed over in the past. Uh, A little bit of of ugliness uh, in bear country. So uh, what what happens? What what is this book? What is the Berenstain Bears of the Birthday Boy? Why write this book? Uh, and, and remember, this isn't the first time we've dealt specifically with one of the Cubs' birthdays. We saw the Baron St. Bear's Too Much birthday, which dealt with sister's birthday. So I don't know where I'm going with that. They get older, I guess, is the point. They get older. Uh, in it, sister walks us through the preparations for brother's eighth birthday party. Now, notice we are getting specifics on how old brother is turning. And that's fascinating because the Baron Stains to this point, I've tended to keep things intentionally vague as far as how old brother and sister were and are at any given moment. Uh, we, we always know that brother is roughly eight or nine-ish years old, seven, eight, nine. That sister is like five or six or seven years old, uh, thereabouts in the storybooks. But this one, they're specifically saying this is the day he turns eight, or at least this is the celebration of the day he turns eight. Uh, today, brother is eight. I mean, it could be earlier in the week he turned eight or later in the week he turns eight. You know how birthday parties are. But as far as this book is concerned, brother is now turning eight, seven to eight, the turning of time, the passing of the torch, the flipping of the calendar page. Now, whether that means that every brother story before this one involved a seven-year-old brother, I'll leave that up to the listeners to decide. Decide for yourself. I don't think so, though. I don't think it implies that. Remember, time is a wheel, and the birthday bears, the birthday bears, the Berenstain bears' lives just go around and around in this cycle. Uh, It's one of the, you know, downfalls of being a series that runs for more than a month in which the characters never age. Uh, So Sister then walks us through. She walks us through. This, This... This book is a lot of sisters being like, hey, everyone, come here. I'm going to tell you about something. So she is really like just sort of like taking us on a journey with her. She's like, so she so she's like, uh, you know, this is my brother. I like my brother, but it's a pain being sister to this brother. And you might expect her to then to tell us, you know, he acts like a know-it-all. He throws his age around. But no, she specifically means that he will grab her 
and twist her arm until it hurts. <laughs> Which seems like not a very Brother Bear thing to do. Uh, we don't usually see Brother brutalizing people. That's not, like, kind of really his bag. Like, even when he gets mad at Sister, he, he tends to just yell or storm off. I don't know if I've ever seen Brother intentionally injure Sister physically in a book, but, hey, pictures don't lie. You see him approaching her with his claws out, grabs her arm, start twisting it into an uncomfortable position. He straight up grabs his sister by the arm and twists her arm into an unnatural position. Like it is hoisted up, janked around. He looks determined. She looks panicky. Don't worry, though. She gets him back by tickling him. Ha ha. So I guess that balances it out. She's like, I got him. I tickle him. And I'm like, dude, he just grabbed your arm. And forced it into a non-arm position. I think tickling is the least you could do like in retaliation for that. But don't worry. We get a little more retaliation. Although it doesn't build it as retaliation. So we get a couple of fascinating spreads. These two-page spreads. That lay out not only the retaliatory nature of their relationship. But also their personality difference. They shine. It shines God's light on them. For the whole world to see. It's actually incredible. That the Berenstains are so open and honest about it because uh, sister tells us that sometimes brother will blame things that he did on sister. So in the book, it looks like brother uh, has knocked over a lamp with his model plane. So you assume it doesn't show this. You assume he has thrown his plane in the house, which there has to be a rule about. Knocked over a lamp, smashed all over the ground. Uh, and Papa is there like, whoa, what's happened here? Uh, so brother, just you can tell through the gestures, a brother is blaming sister on breaking this lamp. Uh, however, brother, being brother, finds it impossible to continue lying. He cannot continue the subterfuge. His honesty will always get the better of him, and he f just he fesses up. He's like, no, it was me. I was an accident. I'm sorry. Probably took like 30 seconds. Papa glared at him. Papa crumbled under Papa's glare. However... Uh, sister once stepped on brother's airplane glue and squirted it all over the floor and she blamed it on brother did she eventually fess up nope nope she just walked off and let him get in trouble for it and she shrugs her shoulders and she's like yeah it's his glue and i'm like wait a minute so, yes, brother left the glue on the floor in the first place. He was clearly in the middle of a project. That was irresponsible of him. However, it was sister who stepped on the glue. And she she never actually... So, there's no indication as to whether or not the stepping on the glue was accidental or intentional. She's just like, and there was that time I stepped on brother's glue. And then she just, like, points to brother and, like, leaves him to soak up the heat. And I'm like, that is cold. That is so cold. Where is your moral compass, sister? This is... And this is our narrator. Like, this is our narrator walking us through. She's like, yeah, and there's the time that I blamed brother on something I did and just let him take the heat for it. And she shrugs, and she looks all smug, and she's like, yep, I totally lied about it. Look and learn, readers. Look and learn. I'm And kudos to the Berenstains for doing this with one of their characters. Like, Sister Bear just being, like, straight up, like, sometimes I just lie to get brother in trouble, and it's awesome. And I'm awesome for doing it. And really can't help it. What are you going to do? Huh? Seriously, though. What can I do? 
uh, and that's it. They, they leave that. So we see, and, and maybe that's maybe that's her getting back for brother being a, an, an arm twister. So maybe he deserved it. I don't know. But uh, they don't really tie those two together thematically. And then sister's like, but you know what? Sometimes brother's pretty cool. For instance, and we get another, okay, so this is something that goes back to a book we read just recently. Uh, too Tall throws sister's bow into a tree. Now here he's not called Too Tall. He's simply referred to as that bully, but it's clearly Too Tall. Even though he's wearing a baseball cap, which really looks weird, this is Too Tall. He's, he's tall, he's wearing the shirt, and he throws sister's bow up in the tree. Now in this version of that incident, though, Brother actually forces Too Tall, we don't know how, probably with those painful arm twisting, he forces Too Tall to climb the tree and get the bow back down. And Too Tall looks worried, like, oh boy, the brother, I, I should not have done this to Sister Bear because of this violent brother. So maybe he twists his arm into the painful position. I don't know. They don't show that. But uh, if that's the case, if Brother is so... Like aggressive that he's constantly twisting sister's arms and her only retaliation is to lie just to get him in trouble like she can't she can't do she has no power over him except to lie which probably leads to more arm twistings how dark are things getting at the old bear house i don't know not looking too good so we are more than halfway through this book and the birthday aspect of brother being the birthday boy kind of got lost kind of gotten lost in the weeds uh, we've seen a couple of like we've seen papa setting up some like decorations around the house but i haven't really touched on the birthday don't worry though don't worry the party's about to begin so next page a fleet of cubs pours into the house and they are all excited to as sister puts it share his birthday lunch which that's not why we go to parties as kids to share lunch like maybe it's a bear expression. I don't know. But sister's like, here they come all in a bunch, excited to share his birthday lunch. And I'm like, usually we have parties after lunch. Like maybe there's going to be pizza. I don't know. We, I'll tell you right now, we never see them eat lunch. We never see them eat lunch. Maybe like, maybe if you invite someone to a party in bear country, you're like, would you like to come over on Saturday and share my birthday lunch? Which just means have some cake and give me some presents. I don't know. Is share, is... Lovely listeners, it has. does anyone out there say, come share my birthday lunch as an invitation to a party? Does anyone out there say, come share my lunch in, in, any, in any capacity? Uh, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is that a thing? Do people say share my lunch? I'm not sure. In any case, six boy cubs show up. Two of them are wearing glasses, so there's no telling which, if any, is Cousin Fred. I don't know. Maybe he comes later. I'm not sure. And the Berenstain Bears get jealous. Brother Bear had at least one girl at his party. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Six cubs show up. Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? They play some games. They play pin the tail on the donkey. Papa gets poked in the butt, which totally happens in real life. That's a thing that always happens with pin the tail on the donkey, right? Someone's standing right next to the thing and they don't pay attention and they get poked in the butt. That's what happens. Uh, brother gets some presents. He gets games, two games of which are clearly preschool games. Uh, there's a plastic ring toss and tiddlywinks. Someone, I don't know who, I don't know which friend was responsible for that. I don't know, but you're on, you're on blast now, kid. You're, uh, you're at the bottom of next year's invite list. Let's just put it that way. He gets checkers, a toy dinosaur. He gets a rocket, a toy car, some books, one of which is called story time. So I don't even know what that's about. And then sister, gives him the grandest gift of all. And it's the gift that ties this book 
directly into the green-eyed monster. She gives him balsa wood, a ton of balsa wood, a metric ton of balsa wood. How much balsa wood? Well, when she presents it to him, it's like the size. It's like a. She, it's. It looks like she gives him like. I don't know how else to put it. A stack of lumber. She gives him like a lumber. He's holding it in two. It takes two arms to lift it. Like it's this huge stack of balsa wood. He opens it up. There's uh, uh, strips, blocks, planks. It looks like rods, like all different shapes, sizes, widths, thicknesses. Uh, and of course, these are. This is balsa wood for making model planes, which we know brother does. Uh, it's a thoughtful gift. Sister knows it's a thoughtful gift. And she acknowledges that even though brother is a pain in the tuchus, even though he's the worst, causes her physical injury. She loves him dearly anyway. Yes, my big deal brother is eight today. He's lots of trouble, but I love him dearly anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. A nice acknowledgement of sibling love, sibling rivalry. Now, obviously, the events from this book don't exactly line up with the events from the Berenstain Bears and the Green-Eyed Monster. In the Green-Eyed Monster, brother doesn't even have a party. It's just this gathering of friends and family, uh, or mostly family. Uh, this can be retconned, okay, in my mind, this can be retconned into happening after the party and the birthday boy. So uh, two cubs with glasses showed up to the birthday boy, but maybe those cubs weren't, neither of them were cousin Fred. That doesn't say they're cousin Fred uh, because at the, at the, uh, in the green eyed monster, he has a party. It's Gramps and Gran, uh, Mama, Papa and sister, obviously cousin Fred, Lizzie Bruin and Babs Bruno, which is a weird addition. Uh, Babs Bruno being at his party. I remember being kind of befuddled by that because that's two of sister's friends. <laughs> Uh, and only one of brothers who is actually a family member. So, you know, and I know it counts, but it's still, that's still kind of weird. But what I love about, okay, so what I like about the birthday boy and, well, first of all, let me talk about the illustrations. The Cub Club book look my I'm reading filled with Cub Club illustrations. There's no telling who did these illustrations. I want to believe it's a freelancer just because of the heaviness of the line, because of the roundness of the eyes, uh, because of, because it, so there's some shots where Papa is, making an angry face. He looks off model. His eyes, his mouth, his snout looks off model. However, I do want to believe that a Berenstain drew a picture of brother twisting sister's arm. So I don't know, but I will say that these drawings look very coloring book. They look very, very uh, intended to be seen from far away, as Mike puts it. Like the, but, but it's not, they're nice. Like they're good illustrations. They're fun to look at. Uh, the coloring, the watercoloring is nice. Uh, yeah, this picture of Mama, just her face looks slightly off model. I don't know how else to put it. And their eyes look off model. Like, just, they're weird. There's some drawings of the bears that don't look right. And there's one picture of Sister eating a lollipop where her eyes are actually doing this Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, like, two eyes as one, like, shape. Like, the eyes aren't even separated. They're connected in the middle. So, I don't know. And again, too tall looking not at all like too tall like being clearly too tall and cousin like any the two cubs with glasses the glasses are not drawn like cousin fred glasses so i'm going to just go out on a on a major limb and just say yeah because cousin fred's glasses are wire frame with round frames and uh the, the 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 glasses cubs in this book have thick plastic frames and one of them is wearing a boat yeah those are not cousin fred so very weird looking book, but 
but a colorful book and a fun book. And I like this book because this is where I'm getting into the theme. So the themes, I like how this book, The Berenstain Bears and The Birthday Boy, and The Berenstain Bears Get Jealous, or The Berenstain Bears uh, and The Green-Eyed Monster, which are roughly the same book. They deal with two aspects of, of siblinghood. And they deal with two aspects of dealing with those aspects of siblinghood. Uh, this book deals with rivalry, like sibling sibling annoyance and sibling rivalry, how sometimes siblings can be just inexplicably cruel to each other, mean to each other. It's kind of a, the trade-off of being siblings. Part of, the, part of the bargain of being a sibling is that you get to treat the other one like garbage at times. And that the other one gets treated you like garbage. Like you just you take turns treating each other like garbage. However, when it comes right down to it, you've got to, in a in a perfect world, you've got each other's back. Like regardless, you're gonna get that bow down from the tree. You're gonna give the other person a very nice birthday present because you, while you know how to get under their skin, you know you get them. Like you get them. You know what they like. You know what annoys them. But you also know what they what they love, and you know that you love them. And I love that the birthday the birthday boy doesn't give advice. It doesn't teach a lesson. Ex- what it does is, at time, in ways more important, which is that it acknowledges the complex feelings of siblings and portrays it as a normal thing. Uh, the petty cruelties, the physical violence, uh, which may not be cool. That's probably not cool. Like, talk to your kids about that if they're twisting their little sister's arm into an unnatural position. But those things about being siblings that seem so brutal to outsiders are, are part of that give and take. That really, I look at our new kittens here. And they just brutalize each other, but they're they're but they're siblings, and they 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 do it out of like this sort of like weird affection for each other. And brother and sister are kind of the same way. You you look at the last page, and sister's like, this guy, I love this guy. I lie to get him in trouble, but I love him. And then in the Green Eyed Monster, uh, we deal with sibling jealousy and how to cope with that. And that's more of a personal issue for sister. Uh, dealing with her with her own jealousies about brother being older, but it is it is being jealous of that sibling's the imbalance of power and uh, it being a first time book, it's it's soft pedaled a lot more than in the Berenstain Bears. Uh, even in the Berenstain Bears, get jealous. It's but I like that these two books go together because they are about the complexities of being a sibling and dealing with the feelings you have about your sibling and how contradictory those feelings at times do run. So would I recommend buying a copy of the Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy? Well, if you want one, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's long out of print. Uh, and also, I keep getting the name wrong. It is not the Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy. It is the Berenstain Bears Possessive birthday boy if you want a copy of it you're gonna have to buy it used fortunately you can buy a copy of this thing used for just a few bucks i have a feeling this book was given as a birthday present quite a few times because it floats around a lot i see it pop up here and there uh you can probably buy it for like between like five and ten dollars used online uh it's not you know the most vital addition to anyone's library uh but it is fun it is a cute book so you know i put like in the mid range somewhere as far as like necessity of owning uh, I think kids might like having it read to them because it does deal with siblings being jerks to each other, which is pretty real if they have a sibling. So, And it's a good reminder that uh, you can get in fights with your sibling and still love each other. Also, for those of you playing along at home, there is a tray shown of uh, birthday party treats that have those round balls 
those round candy balls that people always talk about loving in the Berenstain Bears books that make them so hungry for delicious candies. And if you want to see some delicious candies, there's those candy balls again. So uh, that's the Berenstain Bears Possessive S Birthday Boy from 1994. And you know what we just did? We finished the Cub Club books. Look, Ma, I'm reading. We are done. Party horn, party horn, party horn. Uh, uh, air horn, air horn, air horn. We did it. We finished the series. There are no more Cub Club books to buy. No more Cub Club books to talk about. No more Cub Club books. Cub Club. Cub Club books to ponder. We're done with the Cub Club series. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey through the Cub Club. I have enjoyed it. I really. For those of you at this, if you've been here, I love the Cub Club series. I think it's a great series. They're weird. They're wacky. They're, there's some good stories in there. They adapted a bunch of them into later books. Uh, they adapted a ton of them into animated episodes, um, especially even this one, which I will be covering. Uh, if you are a patron at patreon.com forward slash deep in bear country, I will be covering the animated version of the Berenstain Bears birthday boy. So uh, if you if you join me over there, that's where I am. If you are a patron, uh, you get a separate feed. So you you find there's this, like a, it, there's an address like copy this this address, and then you enter that into your podcast player, and that's like a separate podcast. Uh, the Berenstain Bears uh patreon exclusive episodes. Those are short episodes, by the way. They're not like massive. They're not going to take up your day. Uh, some of them are are super short. Some of them are like five minutes long. They tend to run like ten to fifteen minutes in length um but right now like what do i have on that right now i'm just gonna take a look there's quite a few actually going going way back uh the first one is a bonus episode on gender roles uh but going back to count their blessings i just got like episode 170 177 i've just got a bunch of a bunch of uh a bunch of live shows that i put on there a bunch of uh little like outtakes sometimes i'll put like outtake conversations that i had that didn't make it into an episode uh, sometimes I will just cover the animated versions. Sometimes I'll cover religious versions of books. Uh, they don't always come out. I've been a little lax on them because, but this year's been a uh, been a down. This month has been a down month for Patreon for Patreon. But I'm going to be starting it back up in August. I've still been posting some stuff on there, but uh, uh, so starting up in August, I'm going to be going uh, whole hog on Patreon again. So so sign up. Uh, at any level, you get the bonus episodes. So, yeah, and that's what I'm going to be talking about. The Baron St. Bears and the Birthday Boy, or the Baron St. Bears Birthday Boy. I'm going to have to check out the episode title, but I will be doing it there. So join me there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. Uh, you can find me online at BaronStainBearCast.org. You can find me on Twitter at BStainBearCast, or you can write to me at BaronStainBearCast at gmail.com. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you. Do you... Uh, have any weird expressions that you use at birthday times? I don't know. What's your favorite birthday memory? What happened to you on your birthday? Do you like eating candy on your birthday or just cake? I don't know. These are just questions. What's a birthday like for you? Do you not celebrate your birthday? That's valid as well. Whichever, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for seeing me through this very weird, like almost three week celebration of my birthday just because I'm, I don't plan very well. And I will see you all next time deep in bear country.